Hello and welcome to Let's Run Facebook Ads, the podcast with myself, Nick Boddington, and my co-host, Matt Rubus. Here we're going to share insider information about Facebook ads. But as you know, it's not just about running the ad, it's what happens after. So we're going to look into the funnels, the e-commerce, email marketing, lead generation, and much, much more. Everything you need to run a successful Facebook ad campaigns. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back. As you know, I'm Nick Bonington and Matt is with me again. How are you today, Matt? I'm good. I'm feeling fresh yeah. with my new haircut. Been to the pub, doing all the lockdown lifting stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a, yeah. I'm in a like really good it. place. <laughs> good. Well, let's chat about it in just a sec. But first of all, I've got to do my little intro. Episode 27. Are you nurturing your leads? This week, we'll be discussing how lead gen and e-com needs to have a nurturing process. But that is dependent on what you're selling. Let's go straight in. How are we? All right, Matt? I'm all right, Nick. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. So, being back to the gym, lockdown lifted two days ago. Say back to the gym. I have only managed to fit it in once since. <laughs> but I am going today. I'm already in my gym kit. So I'm looking very casual yeah. right now, but that's just because I'm straight up in the gym kit, ready to go when, when I can. So, um, Have you been to a yeah. pub? Have you? Um, you been to a pub already? Okay. Yes. Went to the pub yesterday and had a pint Fair in enough. the sun. A pint of Blue Moon, which is nice. one of my favourite ales. Um, Never heard of it. Yeah. It's been a, <laughs> it's been a good... Uh, it's quite, um, quite dry and fruity, and it often comes with like a slice of orange in it. Okay. Blue Moon. Blue Moon, yeah. You can't, it's really hard to find in the shops as well. I mean, a pint a draft is better, but you can get it in some um, some shops. I don't yeah, know I think I one thing I thought was really funny yesterday on the news, uh, Tuesday morning, what are we on now? Wednesday, yeah, so Tuesday morning. Yeah. And they were talking about all the queues to the pubs. I mean, I even saw like um, 12 midnight in Kenilworth, which is a town near us. They were queuing outside the pub at midnight. Even like Lowell, I'll send you the... Vi- yeah, I'll send you the video. But I heard so the funny thing I thought was... Oh, uh, yeah, so in Kenilworth as well. But on the news, they... So bear in mind, right, we've all been drinking at home. Probably ex- excessively drinking at home for the last More four normal, months, yeah. yeah. So you so drinking a bottle of beer is neither here or there, whether you're... You could be anywhere in the world that's the same bottle of beer. So people wanting to go to the pub, am I getting this right, that you want to go to the pub because you want to have a draft beer? Something you can't have, yeah? So the news yesterday, it's got a guy sitting on a bench outside a pub pouring a Corona into a glass, picking the glass up, putting it into his lip, having a sip and going, oh, that's better. I've waited a long time for that. What are you talking about? You waited a long time. It's a bottle of Corona. You poured it into a glass last night at home. Yeah, you've been Jesus doing that every, Christ, every not, week since lockdown. At least get the at least get the consistency right that you're going to find someone who's drinking a pint of Guinness who can go. I only have it tasting like this in a pub. Not yeah, the guy who's gone. Oh, yeah. there's your Corona bottle. Here's a glass to go with it. What? Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Guinness is go. a good point though, because that's really hard to like. That that needs to be a proper pint, proper pint yeah. of Guinness. But it's before, and then. 
completely. But I was just saying then. I was just, I was just looking at the time, and we've probably talked. We've probably talked for like two minutes about like the pubs reopening again, which makes me start thinking that we either start up a new podcast called Life, or we carry on with Facebook before we start losing people. I think we talk about Facebook because I mean. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's only so much content I can put out about life stuff. And yeah. I've got more to talk so about let's get, with Facebook ads. <laughs> so let's get into it. So based on a consultancy call I had yesterday, great topic to bring up today. Shout out to um, the consultancy people who are listening to the podcast and going, hey, we want you to help with our ads. If you are in the same position, little hook, go to the ads clinic dot com book in for a 30 minute call with us and we can see if we can help you any further let's get on to it let's get on to it let's get on to it so basically what we're going to be doing is talking about lead nurturing so the call that i had yesterday was looking at a particular ad that she's running for a client now the particular client is like a, a group to do with um uh children's dyslexia and things like that okay now my son's got dyslexia so finding the answer of what's going to help is a huge situation, which is, ne- you know, it's, there's so many different avenues you can go down. So what I was trying to, what we, were, what we were discussing on this call is at the top of funnel, there is only a top of funnel, it's picture of the two p- women running the course with a child doing a big, like a uh, surprised expression face, which is great. It's like standing out on the feed, a bit of detail on the, on the advert, going straight through to a landing page, which is the buy landing page, which has got basically some some details about what it consists of, and then you can go and buy it for 99 quid. Now, where the, you know, she's getting some really good click-through, so she's getting 9.6% click-through from the ad. She's paying 36 peer click-through, 23 pounds for a CPM, which is a bit higher. So that's, so her, her problem was, her worry was, I'm paying so much for the CPM. So I'm like, well, okay. The CPM is going to be really hard to bring down, a lot harder than it is to do the other things. If you're getting 9.6% people going through the landing page, which is we work off of 1% as being minimum, you're nine times up on that. Let's look at the landing page because of, and the nurturing. Because A, the landing page doesn't really good. She knows that. The client knows that. There's a lot of work that can be done there. But B, you've got to take these people down a nurturing process. So I'm entering in this as a father of a son who has dyslexia and the other issues that come with it. And it's like, there are so many different things that you can do. This one's based around, you know, using movement and things like this to, to get a bit of the stress out your child and all that sort of stuff from the ADHD sort of point of view. But there's no there's no right answer to it. There's no, there's no, this is the cure to what you've got. So I said, well, you need to really nurture. And she'd spoken to her sister and her sister thinks that her child's got a bit of ADHD. And her sister came through and said, well, I don't really know what this is. And I said, that is exactly the point. Mm-hmm. You've got to take them on a journey. You can't expect. And in fact, Matt, when I told you about it yesterday, you were like, wow, that's really good. They've broken even. They spent 550 on that. Well, let's say 500 quid, 550. They've mm-hmm. done five orders at 99 quid based on what we've got at the moment. So I'm like, at a so what are they point, ordering? Is it, an on, is it like an online course, like self-paced? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So they go to a landing page, they, they sign up for, it's about £100, and then they'll get an email that says, like, here's your login details. They log in, and then there's, like, videos and stuff like that. Is that the... Basically, yeah. 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 Um, okay. 
But I would have, like, first off, so I would have a, to, to know more about it, obviously we didn't have time on the call, I would have had to have really looked into and read about what was going on. I'd never seen this sort of stuff before to help with ADHD and things like that. Um, so we've got to think that everyone's stupid, haven't we? And I said this on another call yesterday, not a consultant school with one of our clients. They sent through a landing page to do, they're trying to get a, uh, wrap vehicles for fleets. So if you're a fleet manager mm. with, I don't know, uh, 20 white vans in your fleet, you could have someone else advertising on your vans and they'll wrap the, the whole vehicle for you and stuff. And they were using such, I say big words, the terminology, all this lot. And basically they're an innovator in the space as well. So I was saying, well, what does this mean? Oh, it's something we've created. And I'm like, yeah, but if you've created, no one else is going to know what it means. So you've got to talk to everyone like they're children. I, I think there's an expression that you've used in the past that, when you get your landing page or whatever, you pass it, give it to a 10-year-old and see if a 10-year-old understands what you're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. If they don't, then, you know, you've made it too hard. Yeah, you, you have to really be human with the language that you use on a landing page and just, like, talk as if you're... Well, I mean, don't talk as if you're talking to somebody like this if you're going to use loads of technical jargon because that, that won't work if that is the way that you talk. But you know what I mean? You, know, you have to be human and just be really obvious with what it is you're actually trying to get that person to do. Um, I, I, I've seen some landing pages and I'm just like, I don't know what you're actually saying to me. I don't know. I'm not connecting with this in any way. and I'm not going to... I'm not going to do that action because I'm confused. Confused people yeah. don't take action. Yeah. Yeah. So from your point of view, Matt, from a lead gen point of view, so if we stick to lead gen, we can we can cover off a bit of e-com. It doesn't happen so much in e-com with this nurturing process because unless it's a slightly more expensive product or they're not completely sold on the product when they first hit it. Um, but from a lead gen point of view, because before we did the podcast, you were like, and I was writing the title of it, you were like, yeah, okay, but not it's not always. But... From your point of view as a lead gen expert, how do you, when you go, so for anyone listening who's going, okay, I've got a lead gen product, I want it to work. I said, what, 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 how do you go in as a process mm. of the lead monitoring? Is it? I mean, first of all, it's like, actually, this isn't really pure lead gen because there is actually a price attached to that. So we're, we are actually moving a bit into e-com and, I mean, what the main difference though being is that this is a digital product, um, not like a physical tangible thing that then needs to be shipped and is fulfilled and all of that kind of stuff. It is fulfilled, but digitally and yeah. often auto automated um, through like a learning management system and all that kind of stuff. Um, so the, the, the thing... If how I'm understanding it is, is that it's an ad that is going to directly to a sales page for this £100 offer. Right. Um, now, actually, the, this is what I call like a murky price point or like a price point. You, you're giving yourself a bit of not a hard time, but you're not cheap enough for it to be an impulse an impulse purchase to a cold traffic like oh it's only it's only 25 50 quid like i'll just give it a go and see what happens you know that there's that impulse purchase it's a little mm. bit too much for an impulse but it's not quite expensive enough to have to go through the whole like 
getting somebody onto a webinar and kind of going down that route. I mean, you could do that and just charge more. So it's this kind of like middle ground price point, which often makes these things um, a little bit more complicated. Um, but I think the main thing to really understand, first of all, is like the value ladder. So say, for example, with this client, it's a hundred pounds price point and they're currently breaking even. That could be fine because what they're getting out of that is a, a lead, but not only just a lead that's downloaded something for free, they've got somebody that's actually spent quite a decent chunk of money with them already and way more likely to go on and purchase other stuff. So if this is like the beginning of the value ladder and you're breaking even, and then you have this back-end process that's dialed in like an email sequence that's then gonna get people onto your higher ticket product, then I would argue that actually that break-even is not a bad thing um, if you know then you're making your numbers on the back-end. If it is just a, like, this is the only product right now at the moment, Which at the moment it, is, it is, and it is only £100, then absolutely it's going to be that nurture. And there's a couple of ways that you can do that. So um, the, the way that... Um, you can kind of like do that in the ad. So rather than going direct to cold people, we can maybe go like video content of value to cold people at the top of the funnel and then retarget yeah. them. Or yeah. what you could do is rejig the funnel itself. So you could, rather than offering straight into the 100 pound course, what you could do is the cold traffic go into a free lead magnet. And then on the back end through an email sequence, you can send out a very, like um what's the right word like a a properly crafted sales email sequence that will nurture them on the back end and then push them over into that 100 pound purchase okay. those are a couple of things that i would i would try um that's the thing when the yeah on you thought i was just going to say based on what you've said around the uh, key KPIs, so the click-throughs, the cost per click and the link click-through, um, you've got somebody to stop. So, well, I mean, it sounds like it's just the one image, but at the end of the day, if you're getting people clicking, then I'm not seeing that as an issue right now. People are going onto the landing page. And then if there is a big drop-off, and, and I guess there is because it's now it, it's breaking even, then I would, that suggests to me that it's just too soon to go in at £100. So I wouldn't really be worrying too much about that current ad that's running it's what comes after that um or restructuring the the um the the ad funnel not the actual ad itself that makes sense yeah so which sort of leads you onto that nurturing process of for 99 quid that person's gonna have to be a lot more sold this is gonna fix or you do a, what a, a, maybe a mini course at 9.99 yeah, you you can to cold traffic. You can go anywhere like from like fifty pounds or less. Mm. Um, so that that could be that could be another off uh, option. Um, but again, it really is just a a lead generation tool. So even though you're charging, it's likely that if you're going around fifty pounds or less on a front end opt in, 
unless you have order bumps and upsells, it's likely that you'll still just break even because of the cost associated with getting somebody to buy that 50 pound product. Um, okay. But it, it kind of just depends on it. Really, you just have to, 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 to try it. Um, you know, it, why people often go down that route is because they're all, if you, if say you do like a lead magnet for like a free PDF download, there will be a high percentage of people that are just looking for a free thing um, and not that then will just never purchase from you. And obviously you can clean your email list to sort of filter those people out. But there's there's a lot around, you know, somebody that comes in, even if it is like you say, like a tenner, $10, whatever, um, they're more likely to go and purchase that thing that's more expensive, like your key offer. Yeah, yeah. Which is why a lot of people even charge for webinars, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's just a couple of quid. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 so interesting. So I was thinking of with this sort of structure, I know it's a lot more expensive as a course, but we've got the, uh, your two clients who've gone away now to build more landing pages. They've done a similar thing as I was talking about, you know, how they've just filmed on their iPhone going into a wood, haven't they? And on a wall. Yeah. Yeah, that's not as dodgy as it sounds. Yeah, they've done the iPhone going into a wood. They've just been on a country walk, haven't they? Yeah, that's a really good point. It was that that they were kind of saying to me, right, okay, what content? And we always, we always, um, you know, give ideas to our clients, don't worry about content. And they were kind of like, oh well, you know, we need to record these like videos. And I'm like, do not spend a load of time worrying about expensive equipment and high quality video i said you could just basically just get your phone out when you're on a walk as an ex- as a kind of example but that is what they actually then did yeah, they, took yeah, it very, yeah. they took it very literally but actually it worked really well in the ad in the end so so how was that what what was their funnel structure set up so it, it, funnily enough we actually had this conversation that I just had um, is ex- the exact conversation I had with them. And it all comes down to that price point. Like you need to know that price point first before you can really, the price point dictates the funnel. So they they were at this kind of middle ground point on their price as well. It was like not quite low enough to be a low ticket funnel to cold. It wasn't quite high enough to kind of, you know, a bit overkill having to, to kind of do a webinar or not overkill, but it's like, if you're going to end up doing a webinar, you might as well just charge more for it because the value was there. Um, so we we um, kind of brainstormed some ideas between a, a, a higher price point and then with um, either a webinar or a challenge. And they're actually going to be running a five-day live challenge in a facebook group so now instead of an ad going to this 100 pounds thing it's an ad going to a free um or no a low ticket so it's still a paid for low ticket challenge then selling into that um that what was a hundred pound course that is now a little bit more expensive because of that change in the funnel okay okay but it's worth the question yeah yeah and also yeah. you have so to think about like what you're using as if you decide to go down the offering something for free thing then it's a case of like you know a free pdf download where somebody may never even look at it or they do but there's no trust 
built there there's no rapport whereas you know with a with a course um and um with um sean and david they and this is where like lead gen and service-based stuff is very different because like you don't have a tangible thing like your eye uh, eyewear client like you know that's a physical thing you can see touch feel you kind of know what it is whereas like a course you're like well i don't really know like what that's involved so you have to be really clever on the sales page but also often the course that you're buying into is the person so that's why we kind of went down the challenge route because you know it over they five get to days know that person yeah exactly they get to build that authority with that audience and therefore the conversion on that will likely be much better than the conversion on just a like free pdf yeah. cheat sheet and i'm not i'm not bashing free pdfs like it depends on where you're at in your business and all that kind of stuff um but in in this particular case that was what felt like the best the best option for them. So, so, for, so for Hannah's case then, for her client, she could advise her client to maybe look at a five-day challenge where the two business owners are on a call for like an hour a day for five days where they talk about different techniques that they have found help. At the end of that course, if those 50 mums or dads have got benefit out of it, then they're going to, it's going to be a lot easier to close them at the £99 because they've seen some benefits during those five days. Like even, even go away today and do this with your son or daughter. Next day, go away today and do this with your son and daughter. Yeah, It's actually something yeah. that, it's actually, when you think about it, really, really good, isn't it? Because there's so much to learn, but there's different things. All, all you need is Joe Blogs to go, oh my God, that really worked. And he's probably, or he or she are going to buy it at the end of the week. Absolutely. Challenges are awesome and like a lot of i think with with the kind of like info product and like courses and things like that um especially like in our niche what a lot of people struggle with is like the accountability so like when they know that there's like going to be this live training dropped each day then there's going to be action steps at the end of it and like a little bit of homework and then they report back the next day and then there's this community building like it's really 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 effective as a as a lead magnet and then something that then will sell your your higher ticket thing um it you know without knowing the ins and outs of of the the course and and all of that stuff it's hard to um to know what i would advise on the price point of that but i think a lot of people do sell themselves short on the what value is being provided and then what that that price point is so that's something that could be experimented with as well okay okay um well and then when just one other real quick um, thing that I want to mention, which I think a lot of lead gen people slip up with on ads is the cost of that lead. Um, and you have to think about like the commitment of something that you're asking somebody to do. So yeah, you could get somebody to download a PDF for like a couple of quid. If you're asking somebody to get into a challenge or a webinar or even book a discovery call with you, whilst that's all still lead gen and it's a free, free opt-in, that level of commitment is, is higher to actually get somebody to go through and like book a call with you and all of that kind of stuff. So often you do end up having to pay a little bit extra for, for those leads. So it's just kind of shifting that mentality of like, oh, I should be getting leads for like three pounds. It does depend on what you're asking somebody to do. I mean, you think about the cost that we have of our leads, you're over a hundred pounds, aren't we? Yeah. Coming down a little bit now, but yeah. What it's going to um, because it's because it's going to start the the pixels going to start understanding the yeah. people who are doing the booking exactly and the more the more you have the, the more it's going to come down mm -hmm. but then you just have to think well 
what you know that that's when you go into all of understanding your numbers and you know what is the lifetime value of a customer if over time they're going to be spending three or four grand with you then what's 100 quid so exactly it's, it's all of those we had, well prices. we've already discussed my conversion the conversion rates of the call yeah. um we have an email sequence i've just sent written you another email to put into the email sequence so this is the yeah. thing it's like i think what i think what listeners need to understand is especially from a lead gen point of view is there's a lot of nurturing going on, isn't there? So, I mean, our funnel goes from a Facebook ad, who, uh, which is a video testing. Is the videos working better than the the statics on ours? Um, no. Well, in terms of like a direct like um, conversion, no. But the videos are feeding into the middle of funnel conversion, and um, so I often find that with the video uh, where I'm retargeting at middle of funnel, the audience that's doing better is the people that have viewed the video. If that makes sense. Oh, is that not what's necessarily that's what's happening? Yeah. It? Yeah. So just bringing some video into it where they start seeing me or knowing me as a person, opposed to just a picture on a static, all these things, just yeah. those other little touch points different. Don't exactly. They? Yeah. With lead gen, I always advise get as much video as you can at the top of funnel because it, then it gives you that sort of like, extra audience that you can retarget at the middle of funnel and then when i do the retargeting a middle of funnel i often find what performs better there is not video it's actually um static or carousel interesting interesting but yeah so once we get someone who's booked in there's two things they they opt in but they don't book in my calendar so the ones who don't book in go down another 14 day email sequence the ones who do book in have an email sequence until the call and i think we're setting up sms aren't we text messaging yep. then after the call they go into an email sequence and then all those join into another master email sequence so so this is the thing I, without wanting to scare the people off we know what we're doing there's a few of us involved in building an entire funnel but this is what needs to be done but you don't have to sit there and write. I mean, the other week, yes, we sat down and wrote 14 emails back to back. But this week, I'm not. Every day that you're sending out an email for the sequence, I just before this podcast, I sat down and wrote and wrote email three. You put it into the sequence, and that's it. It doesn't need to be touched again. And then in, on Friday, I'll re- write email four. So as long as you can, I don't want everyone listening to think, oh, my God, I've got to build this or my clients got to do it. If you're going to do a 20-day email sequence, just write an email every day and add it to the sequence, and then it's done. Absolutely. And then you can just yeah. look at the statistics and see which ones need changing around or if one's not working, drop it out, try and change it up. It all just – Rome wasn't built in a day, was it? And it's like you see these massive things of these huge coaches out there and, and things like that, and it's like it did not happen in one straight go. That's the thing, isn't it? It, it, it may – for small business owners that are just sort of like starting out or not at that like guru level, they look at it like, oh my God, this is so friggin' overwhelming. Like how am I, where, like, why do I even start with this? Well, you know, you've got a client who's in that position right now, aren't they? They're like really overwhelmed. uh, yeah, and and a lot of the time, the conversations I have is actually like more around like mindset and and like that example of what you just said there, like Rome is not built in a day, um, and like you know, it am I? Is it a lot of work? Yes, it is. It's a 
friggin' lot of work. Like the all the different, all the moving parts and creating the landing pages, and then you've got. It's not only just putting a landing page together; it's the sales psychology and the copy and all of that. And then that's always being tested. And I'm not saying this to overwhelm people even more. What I'm trying to say is, is that you just start somewhere. Like we just got our funnel launched as best as we could, but it it's never going to be finished. We then added that email sequence. We then added that email sequence. And before you know it, you've built this machine, which the main thing I get excited about is that it's completely automated. Are we and actually ready to plug our automation service? <laughs> are we, are we there yet? I don't know. <laughs> let's, run, let's run funnels. <laughs> let's run funnels. I don't think so. We're not there yet to sell let, it. Let, let, let's maybe just get our funnel like... <laughs> actually like coming, properly coming, well coming oiled. soon <laughs> coming yeah. soon yeah, coming soon but um no like i suppose like no that is a good point if, if there are people that are listening to this thinking like i know i need to be doing that i need i need landing pages i need these automations um then it is something that we will be we will be releasing soon so um definitely watch this space or just reach out to us if it is something that you're considering and we can chat about it. Yeah, okay. Um, there you but go. going back, I just want to, um, just because like, it was mainly about nurturing, I just want to make sure that I've got that crossed in that like it, the money is made in what is called like the back end. So this is like once somebody has signed into your funnel, like as a lead or what have you, even e-com, if they go onto your website and they buy a product, the money really then comes after that so it's it's the email yeah. sequence that follows that bringing them back in so if they're an existing customer getting them to buy more products or if they are a lead they, they opt into a freebie it's the email sequence that comes after that if they opt into a paid webinar is likely that they won't buy your thing at the end of the webinar but then they will buy mm. when you put the email sequence in and they, you have the scarcity in and, and all of that kind of stuff through the emails, that's when you then start to see the sales happen. So the nurturing and the follow-up is, is really, really And the scarcity is, you know, without saying, you know, I'm saying it to people that I'm on the call with consultancy-wise is that, you know, at the moment, you know, I, I, it's a consultancy that I'm doing the calls and I'm and, and it's in my calendar and it's obviously, you'll be doing it as well, et cetera. But, you know, we've just started off and we're just testing all this sort of stuff out. I can only take so many calls. So, you know, when you, when you, if you do decide to come down this route and, and do the consultancy, I've only got so many places before I can't take any more. Mm -hmm. uh, so when Matt's talking about scarcity, yes, in a lot of these things, those things are made up. It's like, you know, the price is £2,000 uh, normally and it's only going to be 500 quid for another four days. That's creating scarcity. A lot of the very the gurus out there, they will actually stop that. Like mm -hmm. it is like you. I think there's there's a couple of people that we know out there who, you know, to get onto their mastermind, it's it's twice a year, and it's four grand or whatever, and there's only mm -hmm. thirty places. So it's a it's a true scarcity. Like my consultancy is a true scarcity. I think I can only take on like something like yeah six people don't lie about don't lie about scarcity like that pisses me off like if you're going to do scarcity be genuine with it and and that's like you're saying it's like yeah there is only so many hours in the day you have <laughs> like due to the nature of that service like it it's hands-on isn't it so you know yeah there will come a time where we will have to close the doors on that until we rejig you know who's going to be picking x and y x and y 
theadsclinic.com. The theadsclinic.com. <laughs> Get in while you can, um, for sure. Um, but yeah, the uh, the scarcity, and that's where you've got um, the kind of like live launch model, where it's like cart opens, cart closes. You'll see like a massive increase in in sales because of that scarcity. Or you've got the evergreen model, which is more just consistent because you just scale it consistently. But um, I'll probably I'll talk about that another time because yeah, we can. That could be another podcast actually. The <laughs> green, the yeah. evergreen, because because that's always always been something we've discussed for our own products as well. Is do we go evergreen or do we do, mm. you know, gates open, gates closed? I think greed becomes a big factor of that, doesn't it? Um, because you want it on all the time. And I think the ideal thing is when you see these these stories of, hey, I set my funnel up and I set my business up and now I live on beaches around the world. It does happen. They've gone for an evergreen, but they haven't they haven't in May gone, oh, I'm gonna set this up and then by June they're living in Thailand on a beach. It's probably taken them two and a half years. You're just seeing their success story. Absolutely. Um, and I'm so big on trying to get that out to people that like, yeah, don't compare. What's that cheesy saying? Like, don't compare your chapter one with somebody else's chapter 20. Um, don't ask me about sayings. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know. I, t- I, I, the I, I was on the call with some clients the other day with James and he was like, did you just, did you just literally say that? Like, I don't think I ever get them right. It's it's quite. I don't know how I. Don't know That's how I'm stupid. Um, so let's have a little chat about ecom and how this nurturing funnel. So ecom, what you said earlier, perfect, Matt. Like, well, two things actually. When you think about a product that and we do it, we have clients now who are like selling their product out the door, thirteen quid, twenty quid, whatever. And I think with the ecom side, it's they are so addicted to the acquisition. Mm. opposed to the lifetime value it's just low-hanging fruit low-hanging fruit low-hanging fruit i want to grab the person who's about who's going to buy now okay but what about the person who's going to buy in 30 60 or 90 days yeah who's not ready to buy your product now even if it's 30 quid they're not ready to buy your product i'm really bad for it i'm quite you know i'm quite frugal in the way that i like to and i suppose it's because our industry it's all about value isn't it and we've sort of been working industry where it is value based is like if i see something what well, even if it's like 30 quid i'm like ah oh, am i going to get the value out of that do i just i'm 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 very not just a i'll buy it for the sake of it and i know a lot of people that are like that they're the ones that are low hanging fruit so the people who are like that who are going off oh, yeah i'll just have it who see an ad on facebook or instagram and just buy it there's always a market for those absolutely for sure but the most of them are still the the apples that are still trying to ripen, ready for falling down, falling off the tree in June. So get ready for those ones to come through, even if your product's not expensive. So a nurturing process becomes really true, really, when like we're selling, I've got a meeting this afternoon with a uh, a bike hire, a bike wheel company, you know, and they're these aerodynamic wheels, so expensive, you know, a pair's like 12 to 1500 quid. Um, and we're selling those, and he's on like a six to eight return on investment on our Facebook ads with a low budget as well. I mean, the ad that's getting in the sales is like 10 quid a day. I had no idea that we'd be able to sell these and get a return of six to eight on 10 quid a day. It, logically, if someone is sat down and going, this is what I've got, will it work? We'd be like, oh, well, no. Like it goes no. against the whole law of it. Mm. But we, I imagine but we if set- you started spending £100 a day. 
Well, that's, that's well hidden, <laughs> that's hidden today. Dog. Yeah. Well, so I've said to, you know, the account, our account, his client um, success manager that who looks after our clients is like, well, spend it £100 a day. We'll know very quickly if it's working or not, but you're going to make a considerable amount more sales. But it's a good place. But we're starting with, like I said, Matt, so we're starting off with a YouTube video of him with the wheels in his really cool little workshop, all handmade, and it's going to cyclists who want to what who've got the one-upmanship with their mates on a Sunday or Saturday cycling around the country lanes, wanting the best bike. And yes, it actually makes them quicker because you know racing experts and cyclists use these professionally. But he's brought it to the wider audience, and that's what he wants to pick up. But it's a it's a nurturing video talking about the wheels for like I think it's like four six minutes long at the at the top of funnel. And then what we're doing is retargeting a carousel ad going through a couple of the wheels and then a little bit of background, a pro using them. And that's the bit that's getting getting the orders. But the funny thing is, and it goes against everything, and which is why we always say no client is like the next client, is that we're retargeting at middle of funnel on 50% video views and website traffic. So people are clicking on the ad. A lot of people are actually clicking on the video ad. They're watching the video and also clicking through to the website. And then, but we are getting the orders from the website visitors, not the video views. So is it then the fact that the video views, there's no orders there because they actually have to, they have to go through to the website and start looking around. So, but we're also not spending a lot of money. So we're not getting huge amounts of data back. At the end of the day, it's mm. like touch yeah, we're still it. getting a six to eight mm. times return on the ad. Yeah. But we've gone in there knowing that it's a higher price product from the off is going, can't just go straight in with a with an ad top of the funnel. We need to warm that top of funnel up to show them how these wheels work, the benefits that come from these wheels, all this sort of stuff. And then we'll go back in the middle of funnel and try and gain something from them. Well, in time, when we've got more money and more traffic, we'll set, probably set up a DPA ad, which is the mm. dynamic product ad to retarget people who've added to cart. Because it's actually got a lot of ads to cart. Um, you know, when we usually work off Landing page views to add to cart is is ten percent on average, and then from add to cart to uh, initiate checkout is fifty five, and then initiate checkout to purchase is eighty five. His his add to cart is way uh, and add to cart to a checkout. Sorry, so add add to cart to initiate checkout is way off, like really low. But it's a fourteen hundred quid product, so yeah. I'm not expecting everyone to add to cart to go. Oh, I'm going to go. Where where's that checkout? You know, I wonder if I can get a little five pounds off. You know, it's not going to happen. So, you you know, people have to go, you have to go into that really thinking about the strategy. But, Matt, it's proved that 30 quid a day, I said, no, not even that. I think we're doing 10 pounds video views and 10 pounds retargeting ads. But 20 quid a day is getting him an eight, eight, six to eight times ROAS on a 1400 quid product, Mm -hmm. which is astonishing, really. So, Facebook ads does work. For small budgets, yeah. You said last week on the last podcast, it's like it's not that the Facebook ads don't work; it's just that your product's not wanted or has been structured incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Or doesn't sell. are they doing any offers or anything? No. Mm. Good, isn't it? I had another one talking about this the other day, talking about video at the top, which actually has gone the has gone the other way. Um, this is from a consultancy call as well. Is uh, Max, who runs an agency, he's got a client who um, has these lids that go over the top of 
your mugs to go in the fridge or bowls to go in the fridge or it's you know rather than using cling film to cover something you use these different stretchy things and his clients got some great videos like as soon as i saw it i was like that's a fantastic idea you know showing a video of it being used now he's started getting orders he wasn't getting orders before so he's starting getting orders now but you know every time i look into his ad account i'm like just think it should be getting so many more orders than it does the amount of video views it does and the price point and stuff but then the price point is you know is it it's at 13 quid but you can buy the same thing unbranded on amazon for six quid so someone's really got to be sold on the eco side of the brand to purchase it otherwise they're going to go to the the non-branded on amazon for next day delivery aren't they yeah well they'll they'll be yeah weighing up the options and then they'll need content that's going to be like Oh, I want it. I want that. I want those lids. So like, what? What is yeah. their? What is their like unique proposition? What's their exactly. USGs and all that stuff? Well, they like, do lots of different products, but they do bundles as well. So that's the other thing. If you're if you're struggling at the top and you can't really get the rows you want, try upping the try doing a bundle. So we, he's now looking at bundle where well, they've got it, where you get lids and some bags and whatever for fifty three mm. quid. Mm. Because if you get the same amount of orders that are coming in. But at not thirteen pounds now fifty three, suddenly your ROAS and margins have shot up. It's increasing that life, um, not lifetime, um, average order value, um, and that could be something that works well with um, like upsells as well. So, like as they're checking out, can you add a couple more lids for you know not not that much more, and then that makes the average order value higher, which will then increase your ROAS. Yeah, especially if you have control over the website. Like if, if the client's yeah. giving you the control to do these things, yeah. it's a lot quicker. I mean, I think one of the frustrating things about us as an agency, when we're solely working for someone who hasn't allowed us to have control over more things to do with their funnel, is that we're having to sell it into them, get them to do it. They need to find out how to do it. You know, you know, if you have a client who allows you to do everything and make the changes yourself, it's, it's a, a lot easier for us to put, implement all these things isn't it? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you've got to get someone to download the right apps on a Shopify site to, to allow upsells and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah, I hope that helps. I hope you know, I think we've got a lot out of this um, podcast, actually, to do that whole nurturing lead and e-com. Nurture people, peeps. <laughs> yeah. You'll make more money. Do it. There, there, there is an ideal world where we do have clients who just literally get what they need to at the top of funnel on one ad. It does happen. But a lot comes down into just having the perfect product, doesn't it? Yeah. Price points right. But I've said to you before, like you can you can actually end up wasting money by doing a full funnel strategy when you just might not need to, like you've just said. Like if you've tested yeah. it and your price point is just at that price point where it's just going to be an impulse. Um, that's actually pro- like where I would probably invest more in in email, actually. So those people that have purchased, just get a, you'll have their email, just try and sell more stuff on the email yeah exactly um i think with email it just takes a lot more time a lot more thought especially from a lead gen point of view without i'm not going to be around the bush got to put you've got to put some time and effort into writing those emails haven't you Um, getting them right but e-com like i think so many e-com businesses don't even think about email no and Um, it's all it is is using using it's an html insert the pictures put a nice little offer on it put some text in there Make sure your links click through to the product on the picture. 
even if you're sending that out once every two days, once every day, mm-hmm. different products, just get it in people's or, inboxes. Yeah, definitely. Or and, and if you're using Shopify, which I, most people do, don't they? Um, you've got Clavio, which is a plugin for email. And what's great about Clavio is that that also syncs with Ads Manager. So when you're growing your emails through Clavio, you can actually build custom audiences right off the back of it that automatically update. Yeah, and Clavio's like really hit home and they came into the into the spotlight because Shopify and MailChimp fell out or did MailChimp, I think MailChimp have bought Square? Oh, Squarespace. Yeah, I think that's what happened or Squarespace bought MailChimp, one of the two. So obviously it, it, Shopify was like, well, we're out. Clavio's filled that gap in really well, actually because they're using some very good technology. Yeah, I'm hearing it banded about a lot at the moment. Yeah, they've done well. I went, I actually two years ago went to, well, before, yeah, maybe three years ago went to a Clavio, I was invited to Clavio drinks thing, actually, where they were presenting some of the features. They weren't talking about syncing it to Ads Manager then, so it's come a long way. Yeah, yeah, no, so, yeah. Nurture people. Do you want to plug no, the sure, okay. <laughs> uh, Yep, yeah, so a little plug, www. No, I don't need to say www. Jesus, worldwideweb.adsclinic.com. Go to there, get a 30-minute session with moi. We'll check it out. If I think I can help with your ads and push them to a different place, great. Let's, let's, let's get you on to our c- consultancy package. If I can't, I'll say I can't. I'm not going to waste your money talking gobbledygook every time you have a call. So <laughs> if I can, I can. If I can't, I can't. But we'll it's worked wonders our for, our clients, for our clients so far. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thanks and, for your time, um, Matt. No worries. I also just wanted to, real quick before we go, uh, mention the Facebook group as well, um, which you just need to search for. Let's run Facebook ads on Facebook. We've got a group that is um, got a few more people in there now, and also yeah. we go we go live with the podcast in there. So this podcast recording won't actually go out on our podcast for a couple of weeks yet. Yeah. Um. So if you're <laughs> in the group, if you're listening to this podcast, um, when it's on podcasts, and you want to get our future episodes before everybody else, then just search yeah. for Let's Run Facebook Ads on Facebook and join the group um yeah we'll be um, we're actually discussing new stuff aren't we we're discussing new stuff to go into the group like little how-to live little how-to's and stuff like like that yeah we're going to be doing some cool cool shit in that group um soon that we're working on behind the scenes at the moment so get yourselves in there say hello to everybody get the podcast early and um we'll be in there hanging out to chat to you as well yeah cool okay thanks everyone for listening And uh, we will see you next week. See you next week. Take care. Bye. Are you stuck trying to figure out the best way to optimize your Facebook ad campaigns? Have you given up with figuring out how to get your click-through rate higher than 1% or your click-through cost less than a pound? Or maybe you're on the verge of losing a client because you can't get them the returns that you promised. We've all been there, but it can all be learned. That's why you're listening to this podcast. But we can now go one step further. Come and join the Ads Clinic, a series of one-on-one consultancy calls where we dive into your own ads manager and see where we can help turn your ads into a profit-making machine 
without you making the expensive mistakes trying to figure it out yourself. Still unsure? Well, how does 30 minutes free call on Zoom sound to get things going and see if we can really help with those ads? Sound good? Great. Head over to theadsclinic.com and book a time in my diary. Do it now before you forget. That's theadsclinic.com and I'll see you on Zoom. Thank you for joining us again today. If you want to find out more, please head over to our socials at Let's Run Social, where we share daily content. And please feel free to drop us a message. We'd love to hear from you and any questions that you would like answered, we can do that here on the podcast.